Welcome to the Eat More Barbecue Podcast. I'm Ryan Sanderson, and every week I lead you through the world of Alberta barbecue and beyond, bringing you stories of the amazing people in and around the barbecue culture. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. I appreciate the gift of your time, and I hope I can entertain you for a little bit. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe on your favorite podcatcher, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. And now, on with this week's show. Hello, Eat More Barbecue family, and thank you for tuning in. This is episode number 147 of Canada's longest-running barbecue podcast. Edmonton's Transit Hotel first opened in September of 1908, and over the next century plus, it saw a number of different owners and underwent a number of transitions before closing in 2017. Now, however, there's a pair of business partners who are redeveloping redeveloping and renovating the 112-year-old building, with the hopes of it becoming a catalyst for revitalizing the surrounding neighborhood. The first step in the plan is the transformation of what was once the tavern into the Transit Smokehouse and Barbecue. Edmonton's David Egan joins me on the show this week to talk about their project. Have you checked out After the Cook? Live on YouTube every Tuesday and also in podcast form on all your favorite podcatchers. Eat More Barbecue Digital Media is pleased to be helping with the production of the podcast version of the show. To find out how Eat More Barbecue Digital Media can help you with consulting, recording, voice work, or full production, email us at eatmorebarbecue at gmail.com. That music you're hearing in the background is one of two new original compositions by my friend Alan Horbin, who has graciously provided all of the music you hear on this podcast. Check him out on YouTube. That's Alan with one L. H-O-R-A-B-I-N, Alan Horbin. He's a great guy and a very talented musician, and I appreciate his support of the show. It's the third week of the month, so stay tuned after my conversation with David for a quick recap of the competition barbecue scene south of the border. This portion of the podcast is brought to you by the Calgary Foundation, proudly supporting community needs for 65 years. Whether someone is battling depression, fleeing domestic abuse, or worried about putting food on the table, it's times like these that inspire people to help others during a period of unprecedented needs. The Calgary Foundation is here to help. Through the generous support of donors, the Foundation offers a wide range of funding opportunities for organizations who share a common goal of building a healthy, giving, caring, and resilient community. One where everyone thrives. If you're part of a registered charity looking for a grant, discover a wealth of resources at calgaryfoundation.org and learn more about the Calgary Foundation on their Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channel. Welcome back, everybody. Another episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast uh, came across the uh, Instagram for my guest today a week or two ago, I guess. And uh, when I saw it, it looked like it was just a uh, an old hotel in Edmonton that was being restored. And I thought that's kind of a neat story. And then I looked into it a little more and realized there was a barbecue twist to it. So I figured we should probably get uh, get them on the podcast to share the story. So I'm really excited to have David Egan uh, from Transit Smokehouse and Barbecue up in Edmonton on the podcast today. David, how are you today? Hi, Ryan. Thanks for having me. Great, thanks. How are you doing? Awesome. Uh, we were just saying uh, we've got a bunch of snow on the ground here in Calgary this morning, and I'm looking at your... Uh, your background on Zoom, and it's nothing but blue sky back there. So you're uh, you got the better of the weather today. Well, it's about plus five today, so it's yeah. a little brisk. Yeah, yeah. I was, I think, it was eighteen here yesterday, and uh, spent the day out in the yard uh, 
Sorry, the cat just made an appearance. Spent the day out in the yard in shorts doing yard work, and we had a fire going uh, into the evening last night, so uh, quite a difference to wake up to this morning. But as we said, springtime in Alberta, right? So, uh, Talk about yourself, a little background info on uh, on yourself here, David. Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm born and raised, raised in northeast Edmonton. Yep. Um, I remember driving by the transit when I was just a few years old. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's a pretty prominent uh, location. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very busy. It's inner city. Um, it used to be a lot more busy than what, what, what it is right now, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at, at one point, even um, from the 70s all the way up to the early 90s, uh, Fort Road was a, uh, a very visible location. There were a ton of vibrant businesses there that, that people went all the way from other parts of Edmonton, even outside of Edmonton, to go to. Right. Um, I, I don't know if there was one in Calgary, but uh, there, there used to be a uh, old Bullwinkle restaurant there. Okay. Um, there was one right. Yeah, uh, it was the only one in Edmonton. People, you know, people my age that that uh, were, were quite young when when they uh, closed down, mm-hmm. they remember going there. Um, sure. You know, they, some people grew up on the south side, and and um, they went out of their way to, to to come to Port Road. There was another location there. At, I, I believe there is one still in Calgary, but they're not the same. Yeah. What they used to be. Um, there okay. was a chicken restaurant called Chicken on the Way. Yeah, I know um, Chicken on the Way. Yeah. Drive up to your house, and they used to fry, fry up the chicken for you in their van. Oh wow. Your house, and that was right there too. Um, th- there are a few others. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, just over time, um, just like pretty much like any inner city community that doesn't mm-hmm. get a lot of attention. Uh, businesses slowly go away and, and, um, you know, I think a lot of the, the, I guess the blue collar residences, it goes away too. Um, it, it used to be the center of, um, a pretty prominent meat packing district there as well. Um, you know, all the way to the early 1900s, the community was even called packing town. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, there were, uh, stockyards there that, uh, were actually the, the, uh, second largest in North America. Uh, the Chicago Union Stockyards were, were just a little bit bigger. Um, there's a prominent uh, meat packing plant that used to exist. Uh, it's called Gainers. It's right. Okay. By, I remember. Yeah. Uh, Peter Pockington. Yeah. Who used to own the Oilers. Yep. Um, yeah. Currently, it's it's part of the building is still there. Um, part of the business is still there, but uh, it really is a shell of its former self. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of that industry is gone. So. Um, really one of the few remnants of, of this area, which actually was its own village uh, when the transit was built. It wasn't even part of Edmonton. It was right. the village of North Edmonton. Okay, uh, yeah. It was equipped with its own little school, its own hospital. Which that building actually still stands. Oh, enough. wow. Um, but, but really, there's just a few left. Yeah. Um, and, and one of them being the Transit Hotel, uh, which, which has been closed for a few years. Mm-hmm. So, you know, to me, like even before it closed down, um, you could see the building starting to degrade, and sure. and I think it made me and, and a lot of folks very sad to see it. Yeah, so, um, I found myself in a position where I got to know the owner, and uh, he made it clear that he was interested in having somebody assume the lease. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not really uh, a, a big cooker, but my partner is. Yeah. He's a uh, chef, and he loves smoked meat. Perfect. And, uh, this is something. This is something that started off as a little bit of a joke, and the more we spoke about it, the more interested we became. And uh, we reached the point where uh, we ended up signing a lease by, well, it, it started about six months prior to that. Too, yeah. though. Um, we, I mean, we had to negotiate the terms. Sure, and, yeah. You know, one of the hardest things was to find uh, an insurance provider. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, <laughs> it's hard enough to find somebody to insure a, uh, 
uh, a facility that, that you know, sells alcohol these days with all the liability concerns. Mm-hmm. But when you add on the fact that it's a 112 year old building yes. that still has wood shavings as its insulation, it becomes much more difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, I can uh, imagine. Yeah, we ended up finding one insurance provider after about six months of oh, working, wow. and, and uh, that was actually shortly after the pandemic occurred. So it did slow things down a little bit more, yep. but um, as soon as we did that, we still uh, moved as quickly as we could to uh, incorporate, sign the lease, and, and begin our renovations, which started in August. Yeah, well, that's exciting. Uh, we'll get into that. Uh, your background, uh, kind of doing some reading online, uh, certainly not uh, in the restaurant business, there. Eh? Well, you know, I'm actually a power engineer by trade. Yeah. I've been working as one for about 12 years. Okay. Um, uh, I'm pretty involved in politics, too. I ran as a political candidate in the provincial election. Okay. Uh, I actually used transit as my campaign office. I was reading that, yeah. Got, yeah, that's how I got to know the owner. Oh, that's so, kind of neat, um, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a little bit different for me, for sure. But my uh, my partner, he's owned, um, in the past, I think, up to 14 restaurants. Okay, uh, yeah. Growing up in, in Ontario. And... Uh, when he came over here to Alberta, he worked as a real estate agent. And, you know, uh, the commercial real estate industry has slowed down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. uh, it, you know, it, it just seemed like perfect timing for both of us to, yeah. to pursue something like this. And that's uh, Ray, is the, your partner, her business partner? Yeah, that's right. Okay. And, uh, Ray yeah, excellent. So, um, yeah, you kind of, I was going to ask you about the, the hotel history, but you kind of covered that. Um so it's great to see that, uh, and, and I've said, I grew up in Winnipeg. Uh, I've lived here in Calgary for 25 years now. But Winnipeg uh, has protected and restored and used its its historical buildings to, to a pretty good extent. And coming to Calgary, and I realize it's a bit of a newer city here, I haven't seen that here. Uh, there's no, been, a, uh, been a bit more of a bulldoze and rebuild <laughs> mentality here in Calgary. So I'm really uh, Edmonton's kind of there too. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, very sadly we we have a, a very bad record, I think, of of tearing down our history. Mm-hmm. Um, so Edmonton does have a uh, a resource of historical landmarks. Yeah, and um, uh, and then on top of that, they have a designation that they can apply to to certain historical landmarks. Right. Um, tr- the transit would probably qualify for that. Mm-hmm. By the way, so we are designated as an historic resource, but we don't have. Um, that, that second level of designation and that right. really does protect the building yeah. um, it's something the we're, we're, we're really not we're not the owners right yeah. so we um, we're the leaseholders we do mm-hmm. have a long term lease uh, about 20 years oh wow <laughs> but, yeah. but, but we're not the owners yeah. and um, you know I think down the road if we choose to uh, continue with our renovations which are which are our plans mm-hmm. um, uh, we have three phases of redevelopment which ultimately uh, we hope to to uh, redevelop the entire uh, hotel building mm-hmm. and uh, you know that might you know uh, uh, create a necessity for us to uh, pursue other avenues of funding and right and um, the historical designation there is a pretty large benefit to to um, I, I believe it's a 50 percent oh, wow. um, uh, remuneration but mm-hmm. you know uh, there's other caveats that come with that you can't redevelop it in the future mm-hmm. um, you have to bring it back to its original state, which um, even with the fifty percent mm-hmm. uh, reimbursement, I bet you it would still yeah. work to more than than um, you know if we wanted to use like modern construction mm-hmm. methods and use modern materials. So yeah, a lot of the stuff would have to be made from scratch. So um, it, it's something that that we have in the back of our minds what we want to do. Uh, but right now we're focused on phase one. And yeah, 
to get the uh, the restaurant and the pub operational again. Yep. So where it, uh, where are you at right now in the uh, the reno stage? I guess. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we get messages every day mm-hmm. um, asking people to reopen. We we get people at our doors all the time. Uh, we even got calls from a uh, one of the the delivery apps saying that they get ten calls a day. Oh wow! People wanting to order from us. Oh, that's good. There's we some uh, some buzz already, right? <laughs> yeah, for sure. We we had hopes to actually open up uh, in the fall. But okay. Um, we we got delayed by permits. Yeah. Um, uh, it's it's a bit of a process in the city, and and really it's something that we don't have a lot of control over, sadly. But mm-hmm. um, we're we're just over the just getting over those humps yeah um, we don't have a definitive opening date just yet but uh you know anybody that's interested just just follow our pages mm-hmm. um facebook instagram twitter um all the handles are transit edmonton yep but we're gonna find out very soon um probably within the, the coming days and weeks yeah kind of an idea of a, of a time frame yeah exactly so, so talk about uh, as you said the the first stage which is the uh the smokehouse and barbecue restaurant uh, talk a little bit about that and what's the what the plan is for that sure um we we've already built a menu um we actually so i mean just backtracking a little bit uh this uh this whole process it's um got catalyzed by uh broad-based like grassroots community support Mm -hmm. and um what really motivated me to do this was uh you know i just put a couple feelers out there um in in the form of uh social media sure and I started a Facebook page for the transit and I just started researching and I found, you know, in city archives and another number of other sources, just really cool historical photos mm-hmm. and fun facts. And I started sharing around some got shared around hundreds of times. And, uh, you know, I think it, it's really tough sometimes to get impressions on social media. And I think a few of them without really much effort at all got over a hundred thousand impressions. So, you know, something to it. That, eh? Yeah, that told me that there was a little bit of a community buy-in mm-hmm. for for uh, doing something with this, yep. and um, uh, you know, it, it was uh, something that we worked a little bit collaboratively, uh, my partner and I. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was uh, the smokehouse idea was actually originally his, yep. and um, I think it ties in perfectly with the dynamics of, of the history with that that particular uh, blue collar spot in 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 what used to be the outskirts of Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it, it, at one point it was surrounded by farms one of the cool photos that i mentioned uh we we actually found uh of a farmer bringing uh a herd of uh, uh pigs oh wow. probably probably on the way to the slaughterhouse sure yeah uh, somebody maybe stopped at the transit to grab a drink or something and, yeah, yeah. and uh, somebody decided to snap a photo neat so that was yeah it was really neat that's um so there, there's a number of, of really cool stories that we heard from people mm-hmm. um i i've had a number of former owners families reach out to me um people uh, a ton of old staff that used to work there neat. uh you know there, there's a pretty strong connection that folks have with this building mm-hmm. and um you know even even somebody growing up in this area i really didn't understand it my mom went to the transit it was at an old cafe right right next to the bar when she okay. was when she was a little girl that uh grew up in a farm north of the city so neat um yeah yeah we, we definitely um the more the more i've gotten to know uh this area and, and the more i've gotten to know the facility and and the history behind it the more excited we've all been and and um uh, this ultimately led to this so uh we, we've um, redesigned a number of the uh, uh, components of the interior. Um, we we did a lot of repainting, a lot of refinishing. Mm-hmm. We took out some old like carpets and 
Um, we, we invested pretty significantly into the uh, kitchen. So the old cafe, which is on the side of the building, uh, it, it is connected, but it's, it's, it was an addition that was built at some mm-hmm. point later on. And, and uh, that's going to be exclusively the kitchen now. So okay. there's a couple uh, commercial commercial smokers in there. Nice. And um, we, we purchased a, a ton of new uh, supplies. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, we, we converted the entire uh, room into the, into the kitchen now. So uh, it, it, it looks like just like any other uh, uh, restaurant, I guess. Modern kitchen. Ever, or, yeah, yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. um, we invested pretty significantly into it. Yeah. And we're really happy with how it looks right now. Uh, again, it's just it's just getting over the uh, the regulatory approvals oh, and, yes. and you know the finishing touches before we open up. Yep. Um, sadly, due to COVID restrictions, it's going to be just for uh, uh, dine-in and takeout yep. at first. Delivery, uh, you mean? We're... Well, uh, sure. just dine in and take out. Okay. Right. You're right. Uh, Sorry. Take out. Yep. Okay. Ah, you're right. Yeah. Um, we might we might do a patio later on. I was going to ask you that, given uh, yeah. That's that's what I meant. And yeah. Uh, um, we're we're not a hundred percent sure of, of exactly how it's going to work out just yet. But yeah. We're working on it. Um, there is space for a patio. Uh, there's a little bit. Yeah. yeah. For sure. So, Get something. Um, yeah. We have to figure out parking if if that's what we do too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but uh, I, I I we're. We're uh, happy with with just doing um, takeout right now, sure. and that that allow us to pilot our our system and, and uh, make sure that everybody's comfortable with what we're doing and, mm-hmm. and our menu and and um, I, I think we're gonna get a pretty sincere buy-in. We got a pretty significant amount of press over this. Yeah. Um, you know, unfortunately, it goes a little bit back because we had really hoped to be open up in December, but um, maybe even a little bit earlier than that. But uh, I think we've got a pretty significant buy-in. We've yeah. got over four thousand people that follow us on Facebook, and yep. you know, a couple more thousand of people follow us. Uh, of people that follow us on uh, Twitter, Instagram, and and YouTube, and you know, it's it, uh, it's it's pretty clear to us that mm-hmm. that um, people are getting a little bit eager. Right? They're they're patiently waiting, but. Um, but they're they're really hopeful that we open up very soon as well. Well, it's it's great to see you guys. Uh, and what I was reading, kind of looking at this as a an anchor to help that neighborhood kind of revitalize, right? So I really I appreciate well, that. And uh, yeah, that, that's absolutely the hope. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, um, there there was a lot of uh, business activity that used to exist on that street, and and the city has has and to their credit, they they put in an effort to try to improve it, mm-hmm. uh, but. A lot of it actually hasn't really panned out the way that they'd hoped. I'm sure uh, the uh, entire uh, south side of the street, uh, all the businesses were bought out at uh, when I was still in high school. Wow. Uh, I think it started around 2002 to 2004. Yeah. Um, they tore them all down and, and they tried to put a uh, new development called Station Point there. Okay. Um, you know they they didn't get the buy-in I think that that they were initially looking for. Uh, they eventually got one um, one complex being built there, and, and um, sadly, the, uh, the the company went bankrupt uh, when they were about seven, around three quarters complete. No, oh, geez. Uh, so they, that was in 2018, 2019. Okay. Uh, another company took it over, um, and the pandemic happened. So uh, they are they are actually moving forward. So I think oh, a lot of folks are going to be really nice, uh, happy to see the uh, the progress of that building mm-hmm. being made. Uh, oh, yeah, that's uh, there, but. Yeah, uh, there's still a few other uh, facilities that I've been told that that want to be built there. So uh, we'll we'll see how it goes. Good to um, see. But but yeah, I mean we're we're pressing on, and and um, I think uh, we can be a big part of of what brings back uh, a little bit of a positive 
perception that used to exist in this area mm-hmm. and, and um, the, the, uh, the attention, the positive attention that, yeah. that, that sometimes inner cities community, inner city communities lose over time. Absolutely. So, so you, the, the smokehouse and barbecue is step one. What are the, uh, what other stages do you kind of have in mind for the redevelopment there? Well, uh, the second phase is um, we're calling it our, our nice to have list. So things that we didn't necessarily need to mm-hmm. to open up the restaurant, but what we want to do. Um, you know, I think the the front entrance, for example, it's not as welcoming as I'd like it to be. And okay. Partner would as well. Um, we we actually hope to take out one of the windows and make it a large open entrance. Nice. Um, yeah. We've spoken with community artists and the city about putting in a mural on the side outlining that very rich history of this mm-hmm. little sect section of the city and yeah that really is unique from from other areas uh there's a few other items that we've outlined um uh you know intricacies uh, on the interior and and you know uh doing some specific things on the outside uh but the the big jump will be our third phase and that's and that's to get the hotel operational in some way shape or form Mm. we've we've identified a few possibilities uh to be honest it's going to be a little bit down the road sure of course yeah um yeah, we, we've talked about student housing uh, because they're, most of the rooms are actually dorm style. Oh, okay. Like old-fashioned hotels. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's there's some other redevelopments that we can model ourselves up, off of um, that have occurred in the city as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Strathcona Hotel. Uh, the the pub actually just opened. Okay. Right, right before, uh, I guess, restrictions were, were uh, put it back in place. Yeah. And um, there's another building not too far from from the transit actually called the Gibbard block so that was an old uh, old site too that uh in in the area of highlands okay in the city and and uh they they actually turned a lot of the old uh air, air, or bed and breakfast rooms into uh, uh office space so yeah okay yeah we'll, we'll see how it goes yeah we don't we don't know how how uh you know ultimately it's dependent on how much buy-in we get from the community of and course yeah Part of the reason why we broke this up was to give folks. Well, first of all, I mean, really, it isn't in our budget to do yeah. it all at once. Yeah. Um, uh, neither of us are rich by any means. We're mm-hmm. just local guys that that want to revitalize this area, and, and we're given an opportunity to take over a, a really cool building. Um, but we we um, we hope this gives uh, folks that live in the area and and um, want to participate in our project. Uh, uh, an opportunity to feel like they're buying into our project and they're investing in it by by giving us their continued business mm-hmm. and seeing the uh, the investment being paid off by continued redevelopment and renovations on the project. All right, well, that's awesome. Uh, you mentioned uh, two commercial smokers. Uh, I know that's not necessarily your uh, area of the expertise in the project, but do you know what uh, what kind of smokers you brought in? Uh, well, uh, so it, it, it will be just one at first. Okay. Um, but and I believe. Uh, don't quote me on that one. I, I believe it's a cook shack. Cook shack. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Good units. Yep. Solid uh, workhorse units. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you go into a little bit about the bar- the menu uh, for the barbecue? Yeah. Uh, the menu is actually uh, available on our website. Oh, uh, great. TransitSmokehouseBBQ.com. Yep. Um, so, you know, the stuff that people are interested in, the smoked meat, it's, mm-hmm. it's going to be brisket, ribs, sausage, uh, uh, pork butt, and there's, there's, a, there's a few other things. So, sure. Um, if anybody's interested in having a look, uh, please visit our website, smokehousebbq.com and, uh, have a look at, I think most people that look at it get hungry. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> there aren't too many smoke houses in the city either. Um, probably less than five. Yeah, you got. Yeah, there's a few up there, but not a not a ton for sure. So, yeah, it's uh, there's a definitely a growing barbecue scene up in Edmonton, though. Uh, oh yeah, absolutely. So. I, I know a ton of folks, especially since the pandemic started, that mm-hmm. that bought smokers of their own. And, oh yeah, and a number of them are very excited at the possibility of not having to invest 12 hours yes. uh, smoking a brisket and, and being able to get it from us and yeah. i can tell you right now that that uh my partner ray is an amazing chef his yeah. food is great does he have any sort of barbecue background at all uh with his cooking uh, well, experience uh, well in, in the past he worked as a professional chef yes I he's owned a number of restaurants also mm-hmm. uh, but uh yeah he's he's worked all over uh eastern canada and northeastern united states okay chef. yeah excellent a uh, quick question, I guess, and I usually ask this at the beginning, but we kind of got uh, right into everything else. What does barbecue mean to you, David? <laughs> well, you know, to me, um, I, I mentioned this to you before. I, I'm not, I'm not the food guy. Mm-hmm. I, um, I love history. Mm-hmm. I love beer. I love um, uh, community, yep. and I, I think food is is something that can bring people together. Uh, my father. Uh, is actually a, a retired government worker okay. and he loves food too he just couldn't cook it right and um <laughs> when he finished he he when he when he retired he he ended up actually going back to school and he studied culinary arts oh wow and you know i think that was part of uh, his strategy to to i guess catalyze uh the family still uh, having that collaborative mm-hmm. collaborative relationship and and he wanted to make food a, a big uh centerpiece for that mm-hmm. and um he and and I agree. Uh, you know, I I think a big part of of all those aspects uh, can can be food. And you know, I I think if um, you properly, uh, I guess, analyze uh, the demographics that you're going for, and, and you know, with, <laughs> you know, in Northeast Edmonton, like I mentioned before, with with all this meat packing and and blue collar history, mm-hmm. I think barbecue can be a big part of that. That's awesome. That's my hope. Yeah, absolutely. And you got some merch uh, available as well? Yeah, that's actually available on our website as well. So far, it's just a few items, yep. uh, hats, mugs, and shirts. But uh, we, we definitely hope, depending on demand, we hope to add to that. Excellent. Um, you mentioned kind of work folks can find information. Uh, you kind of mentioned what social media outlets uh, you're, you're on, uh, active on Instagram. That's where I found you for sure. So, Yeah, so Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the handles are transit edmonton we also have a youtube channel um uh just search transit hotel uh you'll it'll i think that one will get really interesting particularly as we um begin our our second and third phase Mm -hmm. uh and and really start posting cool videos of of uh our renovations that we have done um there are a number that are really cool on there before um just going over some of the antiquities that we've discovered in the basement um and you know certain things that people just don't see anymore yeah uh, dug, like a dugout basement is, is something that you probably only find in homes that are about 100 years old and yeah. they have one there and we found a number of old like wagon wheels uh uh, uh horse collars and just a, a lot of really cool things that we're actually utilizing and, and I, I guess uh, architectural drawings too that we're going to oh, utilize in the way that we decorate the restaurant oh excellent um, we're, we're hoping to treat it a little bit as a museum yeah um, we have fun uh, photos that we've been able to find from a ton of different sources and and we put little uh, 
blurbs and fun facts on them. And my hope is maybe uh, when restrictions ease, restrictions ease a little bit, um, mm -hmm. people will actually walk around the restaurant and, and read these. Yeah. And maybe eventually we'll, we'll start treating them uh, out with other ones and uh, we'll get people a reason to yeah. come back and, yeah. and see what new things that we've posted since then. So uh, that, that's the way we want to treat it. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I really think that we're, we're making a lot of great progress towards that. And, and I think we'll get there. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Building that, that old when, with that kind of history, uh, I'm sure there's some stories in those walls uh, that hopefully you're able to, able to share with uh, people as, uh, as your project progresses. Right. So. Yeah, I've I've definitely become a little bit of a transit hotel expert. I yep. think I've only scratched the surface, and and you know a lot of it has just come from people that have seen us on the news or mm -hmm. or just caught our social media and a fun little post that got shared on their page, and yep. and, um, <laughs> and I guess they had they had something to share with us, and they they gave us some photos and they gave us some little fun facts. That oh, that's little, neat. That we passed along and and um, and. We've shown people a part of this building that I think, you know, a lot of people never even set foot in it that, that grew up in this area. A lot of people I knew. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I can't say that I spent too much time there either. Sure. So yep. um, it, I, I think I think there's a pretty significant uh, interest now that mm -hmm. that people were introduced to something that may, they may have driven by every day and, and not really uh, paid much attention to and now mm -hmm. they've been given a reason to yeah well it's uh looking at the pictures it's an amazing uh amazing looking building i think it uh you know and just in my experience and uh my opinion it's perfectly suited to a barbecue restaurant so uh i'm thrilled <laughs> so. i'm thrilled to see what you guys are doing and i'm really excited to uh to get up there once uh once we're allowed to travel and uh see what you guys are doing that'd be uh, i'm really excited to see another uh another barbecue restaurant on the on the horizon for Edmonton so that's awesome wonderful my last question I ask everybody it's uh it's, it's dinner time maybe you got the grill going uh what's your uh, what's your go-to meal David there it is yep well <laughs> well for me it's steak yeah uh, that's, that's really all I can make my wife is, is definitely the the cook of our family but, yep. um yeah if, if I'm gonna barbecue something it's a it's a good steak or cedar plank salmon something like that nice Right on, David. Yeah. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Uh, really excited to follow the progress, and uh, we'll uh, keep the word out when, uh, as you guys get closer. So uh, looking forward to it, and uh, thanks for taking some time out of your Sunday here. Yeah, thank you, Ryan. I hope to see you there when yeah. you can. Oh, uh, guaranteed. Guaranteed. Thanks, man. <laughs> A big thank you to David for filling me in on the plans for the Transit Smokehouse and Barbecue. Keep your eyes on their social media for updates coming soon about an opening date for the restaurant. It's the third week of the month, and that means it's time for our competition update. Brought to you this month by Rumi by Atco. With warmer weather comes yard work, and lots of it. Prune your trees and shrubs, clean your eavesdrops, replace those drafty windows you noticed over the winter. Or you can call Rumi to take care of all your outdoor and indoor spring home maintenance while you fire up the barbecue and relax. Visit Rumi.ca, that's R-U-M-I dot C-A, or call 1-844-777-7864 and let Rumi's trusted local expert, experts take care of your yard, so all you have to do is enjoy it. Up here in Canada, the only events on the Canadian Barbecue Society calendar are the two Alberta events coming up in May and July, and then two events in Quebec coming in August. 
Visit www.cbbqs.ca for more information and stay up to date on any new events that might get added to the calendar. Heading south of the border, a look at the KCBS website shows a number of events on the calendar in the coming weeks. The Rooters and Tutors TN team is sitting at the top of the Master Series rankings with 1,890 overall points. Great to see my bud Bill Purvis from Chicken Fried Barbecue sticking around the top 10. Speaking of Bill, you might recall that he and Fred Robles joined me a few weeks back to talk about the new Champions Barbecue Alliance. The CBA is a newly formed sanctioning body in Texas, and their event calendar is filling up quickly. I'll be keeping an eye on their website, and we'll update once they start listing rankings on the site. Staying in Texas and taking a look at the IBCA rankings, Phil Breeden and his LC BBQ team are leading the way. The IBCA calendar is a busy one with multiple events every week, so if you're in Texas and looking to compete, be sure to check it out. And that, my friends, brings our monthly competition update to a close. The first competition of the year here in Canada is fast approaching with Porkapalooza going at the end of May up near Edmonton. Looking forward to that. Thank you so much to David Egan for coming on the podcast this week and sharing the Transit Hotel story. It will be exciting to follow their progress, and I can't wait to get up to Edmonton and taste their barbecue once they open up. Before we wrap the show for this week, I want to give a quick mention to the great folks at Mealshare. I've had it in my head for quite some time that I would like to incorporate some sort of charitable element into what I'm doing with the podcast, my website, and social media. I had the crazy idea of starting up my own organization or something, but have since come to the stark realization that I simply don't have the time or know-how to do such a thing. So then I started to think about what existing charities I could try and work with and support. I wanted it to be something food-related, dealing with hunger, and it quickly occurred to me that Mealshare was the obvious choice. Their approach to fighting hunger starts with making sure kids aren't going hungry, which will lead to less issues as they transform into adults. Plus, they focus on both local and global solutions. You'll be seeing seeing and hearing more about Mealshare on my feeds and here on the podcast as we explore ways to work together. But for now, I encourage you to check out Poutine with Purpose that runs from April 23rd through May 1st, 2021 in Vancouver, Victoria, Calgary, and Hamilton. Visit poutinewithpurpose.com slash restaurants for more info and to see what restaurants are participating in this great program. The COVID pandemic isn't over yet, and here in Alberta, we are back to heavier restrictions. This means that restaurants are not allowed to offer dining service indoors. Those with patios are able to serve outdoors, and takeout and delivery is still available. This is yet another hit for an industry that has suffered greatly over the past 13 months. Please keep your eyes open to see what your local barbecue joints are doing, and wherever you are, in Alberta or elsewhere, get out there and support them in whatever way you're comfortable and able. Whatever you're doing, wherever you're going, stay safe, wear your masks, and get your vaccinations as soon as it's your turn. I just got my first dose today. The Eat More Barbecue Podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Locally grown, community supported. This month's APN shout-out goes to My Viewfinder. Join host David Ewan as he interviews photographers on how they approach their craft. Please visit www.albertapodcastnetwork.com for links to My Viewfinder and all the other great shows on the network. That's a wrap, everybody. See you all next week. Hey, friends. Thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, and I'd love it if you'd leave a rating and review. You can find me online at eatmorebarbecue.ca and also at albertabbqtrail.ca. 
Check out the listing of joints on the Barbecue Trail site and show them your support. If you're not in Alberta, get out and show your local barbecue joint some love. Give me a follow on Twitter at EatMoreBarbecue and on Facebook and Instagram at Eat underscore More underscore Barbecue. If you have any questions or guest suggestions, my email is EatMoreBarbecue at gmail.com. Thanks to Alan Horbin for the great music on this and every episode of the Eat More Barbecue podcast. This podcast is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, locally grown, community supported, and is a production of Eat More Barbecue Digital Media. Till next time, folks, keep on smoking. <laughs>